0: Hey friends, and welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their bodies, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Katie Pijanowski, a health and mindset coach, intuitive eating, and health the every size advocate, nap queen, and bookworm. Join me each week for empowering conversations, stories, and actual steps to help you master your mindset and drop the obsession around food and your body so you can love the skin you're in. I can't wait to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential, and that journey starts right now. Let's jump in. Good morning, my friends. How are you doing today? I hope you are having a fantastic day so far i'm recording this bright and early in the morning i feel like i do most of my productive things in the morning so here i am recording this podcast for you and today i really wanted to talk to you about my experience running my second half marathon so i've run two half marathons in my life so far and just about a week ago i ran my second one in indianapolis with a couple of friends. We flew there from Dallas. Well, a couple of us. One of my friends lived in Kentucky, one of them in Wisconsin. We all met in Indianapolis to run this race, which was super cool. It was really cold, but we powered through. And for me, this second half marathon was a lot more than just a race. It was overcoming this mindset block that I had put up from my last half marathon because of just the mental state that I was in. And I'm gonna walk you through just some differences between my first half marathon and the mindset behind it because I finished both races, right? So the action of finishing both races was completed both times. What I really wanna focus on is the intentions and the mindsets behind the race for half marathon one versus half marathon two. So when I ran my first half marathon, it was March of 2018, and at that time I was following a very restrictive diet and exercise plan, so I was planning all of my meals, eating every two hours, Um, I was eating a lot of food, but it was foods that were off a specific list. It wasn't very satisfying all the time. I was always full and like nourished, but I was missing that satisfaction factor. On the exercise side, I was working out at least an hour a day. I was following an at-home workout program and lifting really heavy weights, doing all kinds of crazy exercises. And I would even sometimes work out at my boot camps. I used to teach outdoor boot camp for Camp Gladiator. And I would even work out there sometimes, even if I had already worked out that day, plus all of my run training to prepare for my first half marathon. So I almost never gave myself a day off. I was working out seven days a week, sometimes two hours a day. And it was a lot. And looking back... The week before, leading into my first half marathon, I remember my friend Jen, who has run now 13 half marathons, told me, you need to take off this week. You need to not do anything to prepare for this half marathon. And at the time, I was like, oh no, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm a personal trainer. And I kind of let my ego get in the way. And I worked out every single day. I took it easier on the leg days, obviously, because I was gonna be running 13.1 miles, but I still worked out every single day because I had this mindset that I can't fall behind the rest of the group. I am gonna be a failure if I don't do this. And I had all of these conversations in my head about what I should be doing. However, because I did that, I, even though I had trained so much for this half marathon, that first half marathon was brutal because I, I didn't give myself a break. And I did really well. Looking back, I did really well for what I had put myself through. But the conversation going on in my head during that race was you should be able to do better. Why can't you keep running? I wish my hip didn't hurt. Like, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? And all this pressure on me, and thinking that I should have done better, or I should have done less training, more training, whatever it was, my mind was just going crazy. And that was really detrimental for me, and because of all the overtraining leading up to that first half marathon, I actually have had um, acquired a hip injury. It almost felt like I was running after that point with a board strapped to my right side. It felt like my IT bands and all of those muscles along the side of my leg were so tight. And it was definitely partly because of my overtraining and secondly, because of the mindsets I was holding about all these shoulds and musts and just creating all these really unrealistic expectations for myself around exercise and just health in general. And looking back, that was a reason why I was so scared to do another half marathon because I had all of these really disordered thoughts around exercise and food at that point. And to me, running another one felt like I would almost bring myself back to that point and I really wasn't a place I ever wanted to revisit. I even had signed up for another half marathon before this one I did in Indianapolis and almost purposely didn't train for it because I was scared and I actually opted down to do the 5k which I'm fine with and I don't regret that but after that point that was like the turning point of I have to do this second half marathon I have to I'd already signed up at that point I already knew I was going and that was the moment I really shifted my mindset I said I need to do this it doesn't matter what it looks like I'm gonna finish and I'm gonna listen to my body and protect it. And so the second time going into the second half marathon in Indianapolis, my mindset was completely different. I prepared myself probably a few weeks in advance and I was working out, but really not that excessively, maybe at max four times a week. And I think at this time I, was, I only did max eight and a half miles to prepare at one time, but I knew in my mind that I could do it. I knew there was really no time limit, so I wasn't going to set any kind of expectation for myself for time. I just needed to do this race to push past the mental barrier that I had previously created for myself that running in this way was going to cause me an injury or make my injury worse because I do still have issues with my hip after all that that overtraining. And going into this race, I I felt so much better. Even from the start line, I said, "All right, here we go." Like we're just going to do it one step at a time. And I followed an interval instead of like pushing it out my first half marathon. I ran the first 7 miles and then I was like broken at that point. So that's only halfway through a half marathon, just over. And I was already broken. I had to walk a lot of the rest of it, which is completely fine. But this time around, I didn't push myself like that. I told myself, you know, we're going to take this one step at a time and we're going to go slow. So I did more of an interval style training for this running style for the second half marathon in that I ran two, two minutes, walked a minute. Ran two minutes, walked a minute. And towards the end of the race, I even walked quite a few miles because I could feel that my body needed that. And I honored that. And I was so proud of my body for bringing me this far and for allowing me to do this race and for allowing me to give myself another opportunity to show myself I can do this. And I remember just crossing that finish line for the second half marathon and just being so proud of myself for committing to this and for not giving up and for honoring myself every step of the way. And even towards the end when I was getting really tired and I wasn't able to do the run two minutes, walk one because my hip was hurting, I still honored every single step. I was like, these next two steps are the only ones that matter. And then when you do that, when you do that. It's like, okay, the next two steps are all that matter. And you take it literally one step at a time. And I honored every single part of that. And I would pick a spot, you know, maybe I was right here and there was a stop sign ahead. Okay, run to the stop sign. Awesome job, Katie. You did great. And I was like, awesome. Good job. Like, thank you, body, for all that you do. I really appreciate you. And I even took the time afterwards, after this race, to just really just not only mentally honor myself for all that i've done but to also physically take care of myself which is something i didn't do after my my first half marathon my first half marathon i was preaching to all of my clients yeah recovery foam roll you know do all this stuff but i wasn't doing it myself i jumped right back in probably the next day i don't even think i took a day off started working out again because I felt like I had to and I had to keep up with the group and if I didn't I was failure and I was letting everybody in my my community down and that is just no place that you want to be with your mindset because not only does that carry over from your health and fitness it carries over into your relationships and it carries over into your career and your finances and I truly believe that how we do one thing is how we do all things. And because I was in such a disordered mindset around exercise and food, it really catapulted into a lot of areas of my life. And now that I've spent a year recovering from all of that, recovering from binge eating, recovering from over-exercising, recovering from just disordered thinking and black and white thinking, and not allowing that gray area, which is just part of the human experience. I spent a year recovering from that, and this second half marathon was really a big turning point for me to prove to myself that I can do this, and that it doesn't have to look a certain way for it to be successful. So I want to encourage you to reframe your expectations. In this episode, we'll just keep it on exercise because that's what we've been talking about, but what are your expectations around exercise? Do you feel like you should be doing a certain type of exercise in order for it to quote unquote count? Do you feel like you should be burning a certain amount of calories for it to count? What does that look like for you? I'm super curious. And once you narrow that down of what you're actually creating your expectations, like actually write it on paper, it's so important to write it down because you can actually then visually see what's going on in your head I highly highly recommend you do this once you have that on paper and you see it in front of you ask yourself and really challenge yourself to reframe some of those expectations and ask yourself is this something I really need to do why am I doing this what is the intention behind this because my intentions behind the over was that I felt like I should always be losing weight because if I was not this spitting image of health that no one would trust my advice. And so I felt like I had to constantly be fighting for this certain weight, except for my body didn't wanna be there and it was trying to protect me. And it was trying to tell me in so many ways by giving me an injury, by making me sick when I wasn't resting, it was trying to tell me to slow the F down. And now that I've taken so much time to really tune into my inner wisdom and understand what my body needs. For example, this week, I had intentions on working out every day because I'm training for a full marathon now at Disney World. And the last two days, I didn't do anything because I was mentally, emotionally exhausted. And I said, body, I'm listening to you. It actually took me a while. I had to call I had to call my boyfriend. I had to talk it out with some friends, but I finally realized, okay, this is what my body is telling me I need to do, and I've made a commitment to honor that, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to just thank God in the universe, whatever you believe in, for this moment. Thank you for this opportunity to work through this and allow myself to let go to allow myself to let go of resistance. And I've really come to this place now in my journey where I honor all of the struggles and the challenges. And I really ask myself, what is the opportunity here? And you know what, sometimes it's really hard when you're in that moment and you feel like poop and you just wanna quit and you wanna cry. It's hard to see those things. And that's why we have to allow ourselves to feel all those emotions, to express those emotions so that we can then reframe and find the gratitude and find the opportunity to be able to grow. And that's really what this is all about for me. That's what this running thing is about for me. It's just about pushing mental barriers and allowing myself to grow because I can translate those experiences that I have with running and just physical exercise to my life when I'm experiencing issues with my business or struggles I can look back and say you know what I did that really hard thing that one time I can do this other hard thing now and translating that over and and also just setting more realistic expectations that when I go out there and I do my best that is enough that when I cross the finish line no matter what that time says that I am enough and that I'm worthy and that just that I'm worth it and I want you all to know that too about yourselves it doesn't have to be this big monumental movement every single day that you work out 30 minutes every single day or an hour or whatever or eat perfectly every single day that's not what it's about It's just about honoring yourself and learning every step of the way and allowing those negative things to pop up because they're opportunities for us to grow. And so we don't wanna push them away. We want to welcome them in and learn from them and sit with those emotions. And that's where we can really experience true growth, my friends. So I hope that you got something from this Definitely share any comments, questions in the comments of my podcast. I truly love when you guys share all of your stories. because I want to learn more about you guys. I want to hear where you're at in your health and fitness and mindset journeys. Where can I help? I'd love to hear in the comments below. Okay, you guys, have a fantastic Friday. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening into the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. Before you go, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes? This is how the podcast can be discovered by more people and impact even more lives. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories at Katie Pijanowski so I can see what you're listening into. I love you all so much and I'll catch you again on next week's episode.